Come on and just give the Lord a big, big hand of praise tonight. Come on all over this place. Just give God all the glory, all the honor. Come on. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is your God greater tonight? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him there's breakthrough power inside of your life tonight. Amen. And have your seat in the presence of God tonight. Praise the Lord. Breakthrough power in your life tonight. Amen. You got it tonight? Amen. Go with me to uh, 2 Kings chapter 2. Uh, great privilege tonight to be able to speak God's word and to be able to have people to speak it to. Come on, somebody. How many know God is on the move at the heart of the bay? Amen. Praise the Lord. And also thank Pastor Stevon and Sister Chella for the opportunity for entrusting. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, uh, we're believing God for great and mighty things here in the heart of the bay. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Second Kings. Can I get that five, bro? Get it? Amen. He, you know what I'm talking about. All right. I got it. Amen. Second Kings 2. Uh, one through six, going to continue uh, the final uh, sermon of the series that we had started and has to do with evangelism, kind of in a different way, been bringing it around the block a little bit, but it all comes through and makes the right point. Amen. Second Kings one through six, it says, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in the whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elisha said to Eli Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. Amen. So they went down to Bethel. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. Then Elijah said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Amen. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. And we thank you for your promises. And God, tonight, we ask that you take control of the service, take control of our lives, and, and speak a word in season to your people. Do it in Jesus' mighty name. And we just give you all the glory and the honor. And everyone together says, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, I'm speaking uh, on the subject matter of breakthrough evangelism. How many know that we're believing God in our city that we could have a breakthrough, amen? And we're wanting to see a breakthrough take place through the vehicle of evangelism. In this case, we're evangelizing for the drama shotgun, amen? See, right here in the story, Elisha went from being a plowman working in fields one day to being a prophet of the Lord the next that's a mighty big change. Somebody say amen. And just like you and I, we came into the things of God, and at one time we were doing different things. We weren't preaching the gospel. Someone say amen. We weren't 
involved in the things of God. We weren't under an anointing the way that we are today. God changed our lives from one day to the next. All of a sudden, we had no more desire to party, no more desire to do drugs, no more desire to be a, a bad guy or a bad girl, but a change took place because of the power of God. See, right here we see Elisha being transitioned into his destiny as a prophet of God. God was destined Elisha to become the next prophet that would be the prophet over the school of the prophets. He's about to take Elijah's place. Could someone say amen? He's about to fill some shoes bigger than him. He's about to go to different levels in which he's never been. It's, it's his destiny. It's, it's God's plan for Elisha's life that Elisha will be separated and sold out for the purposes of God. Just like you and I are here tonight and it's God's will and God's plan that you and I would be separated unto the purposes of God. God has a great and mighty plan for us tonight. He's so awesome. He's so amazing the way that he went to our neighborhood and went into our family situation and touched us with the power of God and chose us to be in his kingdom to bring about an expansion in his kingdom. Somebody say amen. See, God saved us from pain. He saved us from misery so that you and I would come in. How many know we've been in some fights in here? Somebody say amen. And, and you might be in a fight right now, and tonight is a good night for you to remember the way you used to fight before you came to Jesus. And right now we're involved in a little bit of spiritual warfare, and there might be a little bit of intensity, and there might be a little bit of the enemy trying to hold you back, but we've been here before. Somebody say amen. We know what we got to do. We know that we just got to take it up a notch and let the devil know that he's not holding us back, that we're victory outreach, and we're going forward for God's honor and God's glory. Somebody say amen. See, there was a temptation that Elisha was being tested with. Elijah, his mentor, his teacher said, look, if you want to stay where you are, you can. If you want to stay at the level where you are, you can. You can stay at Gilgal. You can stay at Bethel. You can stay at that level or you could commit and, and begin to man up, so to speak. Somebody say amen. Even our women can man up because that's how we roll at Victory Outreach. Somebody say amen. We got women in VO that was gangsters. Say amen. Debbie said all the women say eehaw, and all the women showed up. Amen, somebody. I saw them two girls. I don't even know who they are. Somebody say Amen. I didn't even know we had girls that looked like that. Put a cowgirl hat on. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that's another level. We ain't never did it like that before. This ain't Texas, amen, but it's another level. See, at each step of the journey, Elisha was saying, stay here. Don't go any further. And he was testing Elisha to see if he would stay with him or he would stay where he was at. Would he commit or would he stay where he was at? Would he stay at the level in what he already learned or would he, he continue to pay the price? See, Victory Outreach, we need to continue to stay 
with the vision of Victory Outreach. Say amen. See, Elijah was testing Elisha to see would he stay with him. And some of you tonight, you might be getting tested tonight to see if you're going to stay with the vision of Victory Outreach, to see if you're going to stay with the vision to see Shotgun take place on September 25th to 26th right there at Chabot College and see if you're going to be a part of casting out the net and letting God be glorified in the Bay Area. Somebody say amen. I might cuss a little bit right now, but I gave two white girls a flyer in our church, in, our, in, in the Uber car yesterday. Somebody say amen. And they were white, and they were sophisticated. I pulled out my big old flyer, and I said, look, we're doing this right here at Chabot College. She said, I thank you for giving me this. I have a friend that lives on that side. Come on, somebody. How many know everybody always knows somebody that lives on the other side? Somebody say amen. Had to get my witness on. Say amen. Had to go to another level. I had to learn. I got to learn how to talk to white folks. Somebody say amen. I was like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> uh, I want to invite you to this play called Shotgun. And then I had to start saying, but it's a drama, though, and it's all about a family and stuff because we got, like, assassins on there. Somebody say amen. I was trying to say, man, does anybody look nice on the fly? No, nobody does. Why? Because we know who we're trying to reach. We're trying to reach the thug. We're trying to reach the gangster. We're trying to reach those that are caught up in drugs. We're trying to reach those that are caught up in that lifestyle. We're not trying to go after the comfortable. We're trying to reach the urban area for God's honor and God's glory. Somebody say amen. We know what we're doing. Say amen. We'll get them other folks later. Say amen. We just got to get some of you guys cleaned up first. Get you to talk mannerly. Stop looking at everybody like they're a cholo. Somebody say amen. Some of you still got that look. Been saved 30 years. What's up? Can we take care of your kids? Let them in. <laughs> We're about to love on them, Missy. <laughs> let's look at Gilgal. Let's, let's real quick go into what these, what these uh, schools, what we can learn from these schools. Gilgal is the first test that Elisha goes through. Gilgal means a place of separation. If you were to go to Gilgal in the days of the Israelites, what, you, what would you see there today? You'd see stones. You'd see memorial stones. Someone say amen. Joshua 4, 19 through 24 talks about Gilgal was a very important place in Israel's history. It gives you the story there in Joshua 4, 19. It was a base where Joshua and the Israelites used to go out from, and it was also the very first place that they came to when they entered the promised land. See, now there are two important things that we have to learn at Gilgal at the place of separation. Number one, the first are these stones that they were set up as monuments. And they were set up as monuments to be a reminder to anyone that looked at these stones that they would remember that God was alive and well and all-powerful. Somebody say amen. God had made a way for the children of Israel, and these memorial stones were set up. And you and I, as witnesses of God, we always have to be able to let people know that our God is alive. Our God is all-powerful. There is nothing that our God cannot do. Somebody say amen. 
And that's what you learn when you're at Gilgal. This is the lesson that Elisha needed to learn, that no matter what circumstances you deal with, no matter what takes place, no matter what generation that you begin to reach out to, you are to let them know that God is alive and well. The second thing you learn at Gilgal is that it, it means rolling or the rolling away. It's also called uh, Gilgal because God was saying to them, I have rolled away the past. Come on, somebody. I have rolled away the past. Somebody should say, thank you, Jesus. I have rolled away your reproach. I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt that when they were in bondage, I have separated you from those that used to taunt you and those that thought you would never enter into the promised land. See, we got people here tonight that you never thought you were going to make it as far as you did today. But you've been making it, and you've been making it because God separated you. You've been making it because God has been able to separate your past from you to allow you to step forward into your destiny and be what God has called you to be. Somebody say amen. That's why we know God is alive and well, because we sense his forgiveness. We understand his grace. We understand his mercy. We understand what he has done for us, that he that been forgiven much loves much. See, we didn't think we were going to make it this far. That's why Elisha was being brought to these schools, that he would know that God was alive, that he would know that God separated him, that God chose him and, and separated his past the same way he's done it for us. See, the next stop here tonight is Bethel, the test at Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I'm not going to leave you. Where did Bethel get its name from? Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 through 19, talks about the story of Jacob, where Jacob had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with the top reaching to the heavens and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. Here's where it gets interesting. I will give you your descendants, the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring, and I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. How many know that God has also given our ministry promises? God has promised to us the inner cities of the world, and we are doing our part. Somebody say amen. We are doing our part to reach the inner cities of the world, not because we got it like that, but because God promised it to us. 
God promised us that we would reach the world for his honor and glory. We would reach the inner cities of the world for his honor and glory. We would reach the hardcore people for the glory of God, and God would get all the glory because it's his power that is at work with inside of us. Somebody say amen. So Bethel stands for the house of God. It stands for the presence of God. See, Bethel speaks to us about the Lord's presence how many know we can't do anything without God's presence? Some of our ministers, they felt the heaviness here tonight. They felt the enemy trying to get you tired, trying to get you sleepy, trying to get you to miss out on what it is God wants to do, trying to get you not to be excited about where we're going and what we're doing, about new lands that we're trying to take and new levels that we're trying to go to. Somebody say amen. An enemy will come in and try to cause you to miss out, but it's the presence of God as the worship team ushers God's power and God's presence comes in. You and I begin to stand. We begin to get up from a, from a low position, and we begin to stand with our head up high, knowing that there's nothing that we can't do in Christ. There's no mountain. There's no situation where we cannot overcome because God Almighty is with us. Amen. That's why we're always careful to give him the glory. We're always careful to give him the honor. We know what we're stepping into when we endeavor to push back the gates of hell. Somebody say amen. We know it's going to get some warfare. We know you're going to get some headaches. We know you're going to lack sleep. We know they're going to try to cut your finances loose. Come on, somebody. They're going to try. We've already had people getting hit, but I'm here to let you know it's the presence of God that brings us from a low position back up on high. Somebody say amen. We got work to do, and we can't do it without God's presence. See, it is a desire that we should have inside of us to be in the presence of God. See, in the first stage, they talked about separation, being separated. Aren't you glad that you belong to Jesus now? I'm glad I belong to Jesus. Someone say amen, because my mind was messed up. Someone said you got brainwashed when you went to church. Boy, your mind was as filthy as mine was, then you needed to get brainwashed. Say amen. And don't look at me like I'm the only one just because I told you. You just ain't saying nothing. But we already know, say amen. We already know what's wrong with you, it's your mind, say amen. There's a song that said, I got to get you out of my mind and into my heart. And that's what we're all trying to do as we come. We're trying to get God just from knowing him, but to, to get him in our heart so we can have personal relationship and, and his presence can build us up. You know, you can get built up in the presence of God. You get chesty in the presence of God. Somebody say amen. You tell your man to pack his bags and get out, and you don't care about his money in the presence of God. Someone say amen. Then you're talking about, oh, dang, what did I do? What's his number again? Call, call your daddy up. Say amen. How about the testing at Jericho? This is interesting in Jericho because this is when you and I got to walk by faith. See, it's one thing to be separated. We feel good about that, especially when we did the things we did. But it's another thing to be in his presence. But now he's taking him to the school of prophets in Jericho where he's being taught how to walk by faith. Walking by faith is amazing. But walking by faith, man, I don't like it. Say amen. Because you know, it's so unsure. Like, you know, you want to know the next step, but you don't know if it's going to be sure or not. Say amen. 
you make a pledge and you want to know that it's going to come through, but it, it ain't coming through the way you thought it was. Say amen. It's a step of faith. See, in Joshua 5, verse 13, it says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went up to him and asked, come on, somebody, are you for us or for our enemies? Because we could still, we could really use someone like you right now. Someone say amen. He says, neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell face down to the ground and in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? See, Gilgal, again, is that place of separation. It's a place of knowing God in an all-powerful way. And Bethel speaks about his presence, but Jericho teaches us about the walk of faith. See, faith is when it's no longer about you or your enemies or the situation, but it's about God coming in and taking total control. This angel of God with the sword in his hand, came in to take total control of Joshua's situation. And that's what you learn at Jericho. That's what you learn at Jericho. That's the test you learn is when your back's against the wall and your enemies have come from all around you and you don't see no way out. You don't see anything getting any better. Matter of fact, it's getting harder. Matter of fact, it's getting tougher. If you live in the same world that I live in, then things aren't getting any easier. Somebody say amen. I used to make a lot of money doing lift. Now I make a little bit. Say amen. It's getting harder to make money. It's getting harder to get ahead. But we got to stay faithful and say, God, if this is the circumstance and the situation that I'm dealing with in life, then so be it. Man, it's not about me. This is where I put my total trust in you and allow you to come in and overtake the situation. Somebody need to give God a big hand of praise. The angel of the Lord came with a big sword and said, I'm not for you or your enemies. See, he was on God's agenda. And as long as you and I are walking and involved in God's agenda, then we have opportunity for the angel of the Lord to show up and take over on our behalf. Somebody say amen. And that's what's going to happen right now because we stepped out on faith to invade our city. We stepped out on faith to let people know about the life-changing power of God. And the enemy thinks he's going to hold us back. And the enemy thinks he's going to slow us down. But he don't know that we stepped out on faith, that we're at Jericho and we're waiting for the angel of God to come over and step in on our behalf at Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay. Somebody say amen. The angel of the Lord is with us. He didn't tell Jericho that. He didn't tell Joshua that because he was on a bigger agenda. And Joshua had to fall down in reverence so that he could find out 
what that agenda was, what he already knew. God had already told him he was going to give him the city. But help had come, and, 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 and Joshua didn't even recognize it. He, he was like, who you for? Who you think I'm for, you big dummy? Huh? God told him that they were going to take the city. God gave him a plan. God let him know that he was with him. Now the angel of the Lord shows up, and, 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 and Joshua does not even recognize. Somebody say amen. You have to recognize when God is stepping into your situation. You have to recognize when you've not backed off and allowed the Lord to come in and take control. Some of you right here tonight, you need the Lord to come in and take full control. But if you haven't been separated, if you haven't allowed the flesh to be rolled away, if you haven't gotten into the presence of the Lord, then you're not going to be able to go to that level of being able to walk by faith and let God step in and take control when you don't know what's going to take place. That's why it's a step of faith. There's steps. These are levels. There's that level of separation. There's that level of the presence of God. Then there's that level of faith. How many know that God needs to build our faith? I, I pray for our cities today because they are godless. People don't want God. Say amen. And we have to pray. We have to pray for a powerful anointing on everything we do that there'll be a repentance across the Bay Area, that there'll be a repentance, that people will become aware that they need God. Say amen. I remember seeing preachers on the street corner, and I remember going, getting ready to party, and I remember seeing them out there talking about God, and that's the one thing. I didn't hear every word they said, but I knew that they were talking about God, and I knew that I needed God, but I wasn't ready to step in to separation. Didn't even know what it was at the time. Somebody say amen. But you and I know what it is now. We know the steps. We know how God works now. Somebody say amen. Let's talk about the last one in closing, Jordan. Jordan is about death and resurrection. See, Elijah said to him, stay here. Stay at that level. You don't, you don't have to go to another level. He said, the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I'll not leave you. And the two of them walked on together. See, to have a breakthrough, how many would like to have a breakthrough tonight. How many just ain't going to say nothing? Say amen. See, in order to have a breakthrough, you and I have to die to ourselves. Death, then resurrection. Death, which looks like loss, then resurrection. That's power. Jesus Christ died, then what? He resurrected. Jordan stands for death, then resurrection. Some of us don't have power because we haven't died yet. See, when you die to yourself, then you'll receive a breakthrough. See, when there's flesh, when it's tainted with this, when you and I can get credit, when you and I can get some type of, uh, you know, credit, come on, somebody, then, then, then it's not God. See, God can't move until you and I get out of the way, until you and I die to our own agenda. When Elijah put his mantle on Elisha, that meant that the old things Elisha knew 
had to go away, and then he had to be willing to learn the new. And these are the steps that he's taking him through. These are the levels. These are the things that have to happen in your, your life and in my life. Even Gilgal, sometimes it means to go around in a circle. And sometimes when you're in the kingdom of God and you feel stuck and you feel plateaued, you got to go around in a circle. You got to go back through these same lessons over again just to get to the next level. Somebody say amen. You can't skip steps. You can't skip out on growth. You can't just speak a language of growth. You can't fake Christianity. Come on, somebody. Because a test will come your way. A test will come to you so you can find out what you're made out of. Because God already knows what we're made out of. God already knows what you could handle. And God already knows that you can handle everything that's taking place right now. This is just part of the preparation for you and I to go to another level. Somebody say amen. God is going to make us stronger as we learn to go through these steps. Say, man, I'm going through this again. Yeah, you're going in a circle. You're at a place of separation. You're at a place of where God is trying to take you back so you would know that he is alive and well that he truly is in the miracle working business. He truly is in the changing life. Okay, I'm separated. Okay, God is real. Okay, now what? The presence of God. Okay, now the presence of God. Now what? Oh, a walk of faith. Now I got to step on faith. Why? So God could take control. Then after God takes control, then what? Breakthrough. I got to die to myself in order to receive a breakthrough. You guys know right there at the Jordan, right, when the priests and the Ark of the Covenant and all that other stuff they had, and they got to Jordan. The Jordan didn't part until what? Till they put their feet in. Till they took the step of faith. Then they got the breakthrough. See, a step of faith, a breakthrough is going to take you and I trusting in God. It's easy to trust God when everything is right. It's easy to trust God when the kids are behaving, how the husband's behaving. The family's right. Your church life is good. Every time you walk into church, you almost pass out because of the presence of God. It's so strong. It's easy to trust God then. But what about when difficulty comes? What about when an obstacle is there? What about when your enemies are to your left and to your right and, and the Jordan is right before you? Somebody say amen. And you're surrounded and there's no way out except through the Jordan. Except through saying, man, God, you said you would part the way. You said you would make a way. You said you would be with us. We stepped out. Man, it don't look like you're with us, but we're going to keep stepping. We're going to keep trusting. We're going to stay courageous. We're not going to stop believing because God is real. Somebody say amen. We are the church, and God is real, and God is powerful, and God wants you and I to win together. Somebody say amen. He didn't call us to lose. He called us to win. We are winners. We are in the right destiny. We are going to another level. It just looks like we're stuck. Somebody say amen. I just look stuck, but I'm learning right now. My courage is building up. I'm getting a little frustrated where I'm at. Let me go through the steps. Let me let God know that, Lord, I'm with you. Lord, you're burning this vision inside of me. I'm becoming more passionate. I'm be I'm, matter of fact, I'm ready to be obedient now. I, I was just looking like I was obedient. Come on, somebody. 
But if it's going to take real obedience for a breakthrough, see some of you right there, just ready to separate, ready to surrender, ready to obey God's purpose for your life. It's not just playing church. See, there's a purpose. And that purpose is that you and I would become passionate about God's will and God's plan and what he has for us, that nothing else will matter to us except to do God's will. Say amen. Courage. In other words, I'm closing. The musicians come. Give you some hope. Courage. What happens when God opens the Jordan? What happens when you make your way through it? What happens when God makes a way for you when everyone else said it it wasn't going to work? There's no turning back. There's no turning back for you and I. You cannot trade in your shotgun T-shirt. You got to keep it. You bought it, no refunds. So get with the program, say amen. No turning back. You can't give us back your flyers. You got to pass them out. You can't trade in your pledge. You got to give to your pledge. Why? Because we're being obedient to God. We're, we're doing God's will. We're doing what it takes to be a unit, to move together as one. And I know it takes some of us, because, you know, we, some of us don't know how to dance. I already told you that testimony, so we ain't going to go there again. But it, it takes us a little bit sometimes to get in the rhythm, listen, of what God is trying to do. And, and they're coming, they're coming, right? And they're here? All right, there they go. It takes some of See, some of you, God been waiting on you, waiting for you to get into the rhythm. Because once you get into the rhythm, then the rhythm going to get you. Who said that? No, I'm just kidding. Gloria, who? Mr. Vine. It might be blood. You never know because he likes to dance. Anyway, anyway, that's what God does with people like you and I. He gives us an opportunity so we can get into the rhythm of what it is that he wants to do. And some of us, there have been some things said and maybe some things I didn't say, but you know what they are. You know what is stopping you from your next level. And I don't know about you, but staying at a level, stuck, knowing that I'm called for something greater, that bothers me. Being plateaued, being stuck, that bothers me. And so I soul search. And I'll give you some advice when you're stuck. You should soul search. And you should do everything you can to take everybody off your list that you're blaming. Why? Because then you're going to be stuck longer. So I know you got me on your list. It's my fault. Come on, somebody. But just take me off your list because it, it ain't a good enough reason. Say amen. Don't you want to be victorious in God? Don't you want to be that man, that woman? Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a hand. See, that's what we're doing here. We're all with our pastor. We're all trying to 
do our part. We're all trying to get into the rhythm of what it is that God wants to do. We, we want to possess the values and principles that it takes listen to run with horses. You know the scripture? You have run with man on foot and they have wearied you. How then will you run in the thickets of the Jordan with men on horseback? It doesn't get easier, church. It's just you determining that I'm going to be a victim or I'm going to be a victor. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a victor. I want to know that Jesus, when he chose me and separated me, touched me with his presence, took me to the house of faith, took me to a place of breakthrough, that it was never in vain. That there was a method behind everything that God wanted to do. And I want you to stand with me tonight. We, as a pastoral team, are believing God for you. And let me tell you something. In everything said here, Pastor Stevon, other ministers, you have to know this one thing. Because I know the devil is a liar. You have to know that we love you. Let me say it one more time. You have to know that we love you. And our job is to equip you for what it is that God is wanting to do in these last days. Elisha was being prepared to face a generation more wicked than the prior generation. The generations that we're facing now, they don't care about God. They don't care about the things of God. They don't care about your church. They don't care about your shotgun shirt. They don't care about your victory outreach style, your victory outreach swag. But let me tell you something. Walk in some power. Walk in some anointing. Walk like you got the victory. Walk like you got answers. And they'll begin to care about that. Somebody say amen. Walk like you know what you're doing. Walk with confidence, knowing that Christ has called you for such a time as this. We are not illegitimate children anymore. But we are children of the Most High God. We are favored by God. Favor is here for you tonight. Favor is at this altar. If you respond in obedience, you respond in courage, God is going to do something in your life. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the people of God that are here tonight. And God, we recognize, Lord, that it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your spirit. And tonight we ask you to open the altar, to flood this altar, to touch your people, to take them to the next level, to take them to their next assignment, to take them to that place where they haven't been in a long time. This altar is open for you tonight.